This is a Shock Podcast. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that is also not in Manchester United's WhatsApp group. Pogba, you're not alone, man. Today in the House of Pod, we have Nicholas John. Hello, hello. And Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? They have a WhatsApp group specifically to make fun of me, Faisal American. I'm never involved in any of the uh, cool chat groups. Anyway, um, before we get to the latest on the United train wreck, let's talk about another disaster. Everton are officially in the relegation zone after losing 2-0 at Liverpool at the weekend. Uh, One match commentator said that Everton didn't just park the bus, they went full Atletico Madrid on Liverpool. Too bad they didn't have good players to actually, you know, pull it off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what you have to do, right? If you're a team like Everton and you're going up against one of the strongest attacks in the league, you... Park the bus. Um, but but credit to Everton. Uh, they really did give it a good goal. And they were quite resolute in defence, I thought, until uh, Liverpool's got their first goal just after the hour mark. I also thought the Toffees had a really good claim for a penalty uh, for Matip's challenge on Anthony Gordon. Although having said that, I'm not sure that, you know, even if that penalty had been awarded, that Everton could have gone on to win. Like, you know, so Liverpool were just that much better. So, you know, really, for me, no surprises with the result. Yes, and um, it's very, very harsh on Frank Lampard also, I guess, because he inherited the team when when Everton was not really in the best condition. Uh, it's it's sad to see that it's going to be Lampard who who see who was in charge when Everton goes down to the championship. Because to be honest, I really, really think that Everton won't be safe this season just based on based on the fixtures left because. They are facing uh, Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, Palace and Arsenal. So Chelsea and Arsenal are the top four teams right now. Watford, Mm. Brentford are still in the relegation battle. So that's four very, very tough matches. If Everton do win against Leicester or Palace, which is very unlikely, uh, I don't think those six points are enough to to save them from the fall. Exactly, Karam. Uh, you got a point there because um, looking at their position, right? Everton are in 18th. They're two points behind Burnley with a game, but with a game in hand. Um, something tells me that game in hand is going to be worth squat. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> exactly, especially since Everton have been faltering, while other teams, who are, you know, in in the relegation battle, like Burnley in particular, have been, you know, in a on a bit of a good swing uh, recently. And yeah, we like like Kara mentioned, like, you know, with, with the fixtures that they have coming up for them, it's really not looking good. Which is sad. You know, and, and the thing is the thing is Everton have been a club on the decline for several seasons now, since the current owner took charge in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. It's just that for some reason this decline has been in very small increments over the years that I guess no one really paid any attention or no one really noticed it. I think it's because all the attention was on United's decline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it, they, they kind of slipped under the radar and, it, and it's just now that all that mismanagement, the poor signings, the mistakes with the managers over the years, it, it's just now that all these little things that have gone wrong have 
accumulated into a major problem for Everton. A lot of the talk uh, after the match was about Everton goalkeeper Jordan Pickford's uh, time-wasting. At one point, he had the ball in his hands and instead of immediately going for a kick, uh, he lay down on the ground and then he was smirking like some smug git. <laughs> and then Alisson was mocking him for it. Um, <laughs> afterwards, that was the highlight of the entire game. <laughs> Alisson's one was class, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 unfortunate for for the English Premier League fans if they watch uh, the Malaysian Super League that much, they'll see those kind of things happen every game. So, <laughs> so Pickford will fit right in, lah. Right in, along with the likes of Ape for his Almarlias. <laughs> Pickford to Salango, you heard it here first, man. <laughs> but no, going back to the Pickford uh, thingy, right? Surely, a team in that position, they Pickford would have played with a bit more urgency instead of just um, smiling and joking around. I don't think so. Maybe I think Frank Lampard does know that his team is no match for Liverpool. Right? Mm-hmm. They were worlds apart. So maybe Lampard's Lampard's uh, game plan was just to keep it tight at the back and just try try to catch Liverpool on the counter. They almost did. Uh, remember that penalty shout uh, from Anthony Gordon? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I thought that was a legit call for penalty, legit shout for penalty. I don't know why VAR did not interfere with the referee's decision, uh, and at that point it it was still goalless. I'm not saying that Everton was going to win if they were awarded the penalty, but I think that would that would at least give them enough morale or or energy or just just the spirit to to see of the game uh, better uh, with with having the lead so uh, it's very very harsh for everton but it was great again seeing Alison walking pickford <laughs> <laughs> now when everton go down uh, okay i mean let's be okay, let's be a bit impartial here if everton go down uh, they'll lose their status as one of the teams that have never been uh, relegated in the premier league era uh, but they're not the biggest uh, you see even they they can't even win that honor <laughs> Uh, among the biggest teams to suffer the drop include Nottingham Forest. Uh, the former League and European Cup champions were relegated in the first EPL season. Uh, there's also Blackburn, who won the title in 1995, only to get relegated four years later. Even Man City were relegated in the uh, 90s, uh, returning to the top flight only in 2002. Amazing what a bucket load of cash can do, huh? <laughs> and of course, the uh, biggest disasters were Leeds. Uh, they suffered a financial meltdown and were relegated in 2004. It took them uh, 16 years to get back to the top. Everton are another Leeds in the making. Um, and of course, we have Newcastle. Before becoming uber rich, uh, they went up and down like they were hanging on a bungee cord. Now, moving on to a team that deserves relegation Manchester United. <laughs> Man United lost 3-1 at Arsenal. Uh, this was the match that finally prompted Ralph Rangnick to concede defeat in uh, on their top four hopes. Uh, guys, what more can be said about them? La? Well, we can't blame Maguire now, can we? <laughs> we can't. <laughs> but, okay, look, in all fairness... This was a a much improved performance from United compared to the Liverpool match, but still not good enough. 
And and dropping Maguire apparently didn't have the desired effect like, because they were still very poor in defence. Their attack was much more effective, but then Bruno had to miss his penalty. Otherwise, you know, they, they, they could have been in a, a better position to at least try uh, and get a draw. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's the same old performance, the same old complaint, same old story from uh, United. So I, I think you mentioned Rangnick earlier. I think one of the most interesting things to come out this weekend in, in the United context was how Ralph Rangnick said that the team needs open heart surgery, in his words, which I can only assume means that United are in need of major changes, which is something that we have been saying, journalists everywhere, pundits, fans have been saying for years now. But to have the, the interim manager finally say, I, I think it, it carries a bit more weight. La. But yeah, you know, he kind of like hit it on the head. La. You, major changes are in, are in need at United. Uh, I agree with Nick. It was a better performance, but... Not good enough. Uh, I, there's nothing left to say, Faisal, I think, about United. If, if you still want me to say something, I think it's going to be about Bruno. Because... Nobody's going to talk about Bruno. No? No? <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, I spent too much time with myself. <laughs> okay, back to Bruno. Um, missing that penalty, I think, okay, everybody misses, the, misses a penalty, right? But to be honest, uh, Bruno's overall performance this season was nowhere near his best uh, compared to last season when he... He joined in the middle of the transfer window. I thought he was a revelation. He did help United to be better. But this season, I th- besides the first game when he scored the hat-trick, if I'm not mistaken, he was he was nowhere to be found. Uh, we thought that his partnership with Ronaldo should would help United perform better because they, they do play uh, for Portugal at the same time. But it did not materialize. Uh, I don't think it's... Because people has been, people has been blaming Ronaldo as well for United's slump this season. But I don't think it's totally down to Ronaldo, and it's now it's confirmed that it's not Maguire's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so when when Rangnick said that United need an open heart surgery, I thought, I thought that that was a hint from him that he is giving up. Uh, it's United won't be in the top four, like. I, the greatness said earlier in the season. <laughs> right, and Arsenal are going to be in the top four, aren't they? And they are right now, right? They have the two-point advantage. So, yeah, well, check me out. <laughs> but, you know, you see, all, all the talk about how United needs a revamp and all that, I, I was just reading, a, reading an article that said that the owners are only prepared to spend around a hundred million pounds on on reinforcements apparently um they they are going for an evolution as opposed to a revolution so in other <laughs> words more stopgap measures in the summer so if you're in, if you're a united fan get ready for more pain next season <laughs> I, I actually would prefer that approach cuz you don't you don't when you try to revolution things it doesn't happen well that often, right? Mm. So I prefer an, an evolution approach, like how uh, Sir Alex Ferguson weathered the storm when they were changing their strikers from Mr. Roy to from Mr. Roy Solskjaer and Cole to Rooney, Ronaldo, and Saha. I thought that that mm. transition was great. Was great. Yeah, and more recently, it worked well with Klopp, right? 
Yeah, exactly. The the team slowly evolved into the powerhouse they are now. Yeah, but 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 then you're you're comparing Ferguson in in like the glory days and Jurgen Klopp to Man United now. <laughs> There's a big difference there. Yeah. Okay. Like we said last week, like it all depends on the scouting system and all that. If they make the if they make changes and hire competent scouts, I think they can pull it off. Fingers I think crossed. They can too. Yes. Fingers Let's crossed. Go. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Okay, um, as Karam mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, Arsenal are in fourth place with five matches remaining, two points above Tottenham, who only managed the goalless draw against Brentford. Um, so that's one uh, reason for him to smile. Um, also, <laughs> Man City crushed Watford 5-1. Uh, Chelsea emerged as 1-0 winners over West Ham. Brighton drew 2 all with Southampton. Burnley, 1-0 win over Wolves. Leicester and Aston Villa were goalless. They also drew 0-0. So were Crystal Palace and Leeds. Norwich lost 3-0 to uh, Newcastle. And unless I'm mistaken, the Canaries could get relegated by as early as this weekend, right? Yes, because they are... They are bad and they are 10 points from safety. Uh-huh. With five games left. Yep. And now the chant for their top striker is sounding more like a curse. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> also, uh, Italy defender Giorgio Cellini announced his retirement from international football at the age of 37. He says his last game for the national squad will be a friendly against Argentina. At Wembley in June. All the best, Chiellini. I also think it's quite poetic that his final game is going to be at Wembley, you know, which was the scene of of arguably his greatest, uh, the, the greatest achievement of his career, winning, you know, Euro 2020. So it's quite apt that, you know, he's, he's having it there. And it should be quite an emotional send-off for him, lah. Well, that wraps it up for another Potball Sportscast. It's actually our last episode before we go on a Hari Raya break, uh, we'll be back on May 7th when we'll talk about the uh, Champions League. Will we see an all-English or all-Spanish final or a mix between the two? Catch both legs of the semis to find out and you can do it live on Astro. But before we go, guys, I just want to say that you are never alone. It's okay to seek help when you feel that life is out to get you and there's no end in sight. There is no shame in asking for a helping hand. In fact, it makes you even more awesome than you already are. Take care of your physical and mental health and stay awesome, my friends. I'm Faisal American. I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas Jock. Selamat Hari Raya. Balik Kampung.